Viktor Frankl said, Everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms. To choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's way. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson. Stay tuned for the next hour as Sue explores the human psyche, what makes us tick and how to live better, more fulfilled and more meaningful lives. Only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson on Finding Human. And my guest today is Trevor Waller. I have an echo this side, but I hope it's not on that side. Our topic today is 22 lessons for Corona time and after. And I first want to start by saying welcome, Trevor. I'm going to get back to you in a minute. But I need to thank uh, DJ, Craig, Wussy and Tabo for keeping all of us presenters online. And you know what? Every single Tuesday, my my, uh, st- my heart sort of drops to my stomach as I wait to be connected in case there's a problem, especially when I know this is going r- like around the world. And DJ and Craig support me the whole way through. So thank you so much, guys. Hello, Trevor, and welcome. Good, good morning, Sue. Morning to your listeners. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so pleased you're here. What we're going to be discussing today is Trevor has started this uh, a blog, which we'll uh, go, get back to in a moment. And the one lesson, the first lesson, is trust the process. And it is just so particularly relevant for now, for today. And uh, Carl Jung said, what you resist persists. Now, let me just tell you a bit about um, Trevor. The funny thing is, I said to him, please just send me a bit of a CV. Well, uh, I could have done without that. I eventually looked up myself because he said, grew up in Joburg, lived for Israel, after matric, studied at BA Hebrew University, did my t- then did a teacher's diploma in open experimental education, came back to South Africa after Mandela's release. Um, so, you know, what? then I picked up a lot after that and that you had been at Ray's, Ray's Corps, which is South Africa's premier business incubator, for a long time, and you were head of the training for nine years. And that's where you began to study logotherapy. So Trevor's also a logotherapist. I seem to actually be attracting logotherapists at the moment, which I'm excited about. Um, you do now do a, a combination of coaching, counseling, group facilitation. And I see that you also um, have ghost written and co-written a, a book by Alan Reyes and on his two best-selling books, Lose the Business Plan and What to Do When You Want to Give Up. And I see you, it says there, help for entrepreneurs in tough times. So what have you got to add to all of this? You're also a ghost writer, a book writer for Stephen Brosen called You Are Here, A Story of Presence, and that you're now using this to create workshops. So there's a lot. There's more about an initiative, a development initiative, etc. And also a NICA technology group. Um, so as a coach, what have you got to add to all of that seeing you send me this very short CV of your own? So, so, so let, me, let me start with the lessons, 22 lessons for Corona time, Sue. Um, uh, okay. yeah. if, if that's okay. 
Yes, I wanted to know how you, uh, what I was actually asking you is, don't you think it was relevant that you told me all of those things? <laughs> well, well, uh, you know, you know, at, at, uh, at 51, is, it's quite hard to, uh, to know where to start. Um, <laughs> so, you yeah. haven't wasted your years. Now, tell me about these 22 lessons. It's a blog, and I have read up on, on quite a few of them. They are amazing, and, and I've enjoyed every one of them. So Thank we'll you. go. Just tell me how you started with that. How I started. So, so two years ago, my niece, my niece, who I'm very, very close to, was in matric, and she was leaving for Israel at the end of the year. Um, and I decided to write a book for her, which I called The Lessons. Um, I thought, you know, there's a lot of things I've learned in my life. A lot of, th- I've done a lot of workshops, a lot of work, a lot of courses, read a lot of books. And along the way, I've shared some of those lessons with her. And I thought, what would be a great gift to give her for her journey? And so I wrote a book called, um, 22, called The Lessons, um, contact, which contained 22, I don't want to call them rules because rules is a bit harsh, but just 22 things to, to keep in mind for this, uh, for this human experience. And when, right. when the 21 days of lockdown were announced, um, the number 21 just jumped out at me and I thought, wow, 21 days, 22 lessons. Why don't I post a lesson a day on Facebook, um, with a little Corona twist? Um, almost, and it was almost done for myself. It was almost a diary, uh, kind of a lockdown diary. Um, for myself. Um, and so I posted the first lesson and I got a wonderful response. Um, people seem to resonate with it. And so I did day two, day three, and I, I won't say it went viral, but certainly uh, people started sharing it. People started talking to me both on and offline. And it really seemed that the lessons were, were, were landing for people. And so I, I, I certainly read some of the, um, uh, the people actually replying to your lessons and, and saying how much they had got from them, the encouragement that you actually gave them. Um, so did yes, that help you? It was, it was very gratifying. It was very gratifying. It became, it became almost a diary um, for myself. Um, you know, for me, for me, Corona time, Corona time is inside time. Um, you know, we're being forced, we're being forced by life to go inside but I don't think we're only being forced to go inside literally, I think, or physically inside. I think we're being forced to go inside and look at our lives. I don't think you can spend this much time um, in your bubble, as uh, Jacinda Ardern calls it, the Prime Minister of New Zealand. She calls it your bubble. Um, and I think it's a much better expression than lockdown. And in fact, I hate the expression lockdown. I don't feel locked down. Um, I feel like I've been given an opportunity to be inside. And I think when we're inside, we need to, we, we can't, we have to examine our lives. Um, and, and in, in a this, sorry, Trevor, but can yes. I, I want to read you this quote that came through from Les Erwig in Australia this morning, and he said, I think it may be relevant to your high today, and it's from Erendati Roy. I'm not sure if I uh, pronounced that properly, and it says, the pandemic is a portal. Historically, pandemic, pandemics have forced humans to break with the past and imagine their world anew. This one is no different. It is a portal, a gateway between one world and the next. We can choose to walk through it, dragging the carcasses of our prejudice and hatred, our avarice, our data banks and dead ideas, our dead rivers and smoky skies behind us, 
or we can walk through lightly with little luggage ready to imagine another world. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. So one, one, of, the, one of the lessons uh, is, is called travel light. Um, and right. tra- travel light refers to, to, um, to letting go of some of the baggage, some of the luggage, some of the baggage. Um, right. And that we emerge, we emerge. You know, I've started calling 2019, I've started referring, referring to it as 2019 B.C., in other words, before Corona, um, yeah. and, 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 and 2020 as AC, you know, 2020 after Corona. And, 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 and I, th- I think this, I think we need to, while it's, while it's, it's said tongue in cheek, I think there's something to that. You know, I think we have, we have to make, we, we have to make new choices. And, uh, and, and in a way, Corona time, um, another thing that I'm calling this period, Corona time, uh, Corona is a bit of a mirror, you know, Corona, Corona is saying, look, look at your life, look at your society. Um, is this how you want to live? Is this want to, is this how you want to be? Um, do you want, do you want, do you want to make changes? You know, and as, as logotherapists, we know that, uh, that, uh, life is as much about what happens to us as it is about what we do with what happens to us. Um, Absolutely. so, so, so that's, just, that's, we're just going to add break and we'll get back to that. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. This is Sue Jackson and I'm back with Trevor Waller and our topic is 22 lessons for Corona time and after. Sorry, Trevor, every now and again I've got to uh, stop you. Normally if we're in studio, you would see that Craig puts up a sign to say ad break. So, right, you were talking about what happens to us and how we ourselves have to find the meaning within the situation. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So let's let's go back. Uh, let's go back to lesson one. Trust the process, uh, yes. which is which is for me where it all starts. The acronym that I created along the way is TTP. Um, so people who have trained or I've worked with or my friends, we very very often will just uh, look at each other and say TTP, which means trust the process. And people say trust the process of what? And it's trust the process of life. Um, and the best the best way of explaining it for me is is if you look at if you look at a heartbeat. Um, the, the representation of a heartbeat on an ECG. Um, a heartbeat is literally up and down. Um, and and Hashem, for me, Hashem or God or the universe or life showed us in our heartbeat, said to us, this is what life is. Life is not a straight line. Um, and somewhere I think humans have some kind of weird expectation that it needs to be a flat line. But if you think about it, the last thing any of us actually want <laughs> Is, is a straight line. You know, a straight line is tickets. It's over. Um, so the sooner, yeah, so the sooner we accept that life is an up, an up and down process. Um, and we don't, we stop resisting it. You know, I talk about in lesson one, I talk about in trust the process. I talk about the why, very, very wise people will say that when you're at the top of the mountain, because when we're at the top of the mountain, you know, we say thank you. And when we're at the bottom, when we're in the valley, we say, why me? Um, and this, mm-hmm. the, the wise people say, turn it around, um, as difficult as it is, you know, um, when you're, when you're in the valley, um, say thank you because they are gifts. They are gifts in the downtimes and we only realize them afterwards. Um, and right now we're in a bit of a, we're in a bit of a valley, you know, this is not an easy time. Um, this is a difficult time. It doesn't matter how enlightened you are or how on purpose you are. Um, 
we're in we're in a difficult time right now, and the question then becomes, well, what do you do? Um, and the first thing you need to do is you need to lean into your trust. You need to lean into your faith. You know, faith faith for me is not just about the good times. Um, faith is for the hard times, um, and we need to we need to we need to trust. We need to deep we need to deeply deeply trust the process of life. There are there are reasons. Say, sorry, but would you say that that trust is trusting in ourselves too? We definitely, definitely have to trust in ourselves. I think it's key. Um, I think it's, you know, one of, one of my, uh, one of the people that's inspired me along the way is a woman called Susan Jeffers. She wrote a book called Feel the Fear and Do It yes. Anyway. Um, I love and she's, yeah. And she's, she's got an amazingly simple technique for dealing with fear. And I think it's quite useful for now. You know, she says, if you look back at your life, um, at everything that life has thrown you along the way, the truth of the matter is that you've handled whatever life has thrown you because that's what, that's what human beings do. We handle things. Uh, we cope. Um, and she says and so, so. Along the way, we gain our own strengths. Exactly. Extra strength. Exactly. So, she, so she, she says the way you deal with fear is you develop trust in your ability to handle whatever life throws at you. Um, and the, and the more you do work on that and the more you realize that, you know, if, if somebody had said to us or to any of us a year ago, you would be spending five weeks at home. Yes. You would have freaked out. You would have gone. There is absolutely no way. And look at us. Mm. Look at us. We're handling it. Not all of us are handling it well and not all of us are handling it well all the time and nor do we need to. Um, we're allowed to be scared. We're allowed to be nervous. Um, but we don't have to stay there. We don't have to stay yeah. in our fear. We can, we can breathe deeply. One of the lessons is breathe because breathing is key. Um, we can breathe deeply and we can, and we can work on developing trust in ourselves to handle whatever throw, life throws at us. And, uh, and that's one of the big, one of the big motivations of the lessons is to just help people to just get some tools, um, for handling Corona time and after Corona time. And I see you say that for you, trust and faith are synonymous. And then you also gave a, a, the quote by Mandela, I have discovered the secret that after climbing a great hill, one only finds that there are many more hills to climb. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you are speaking about now. We are facing more hills to climb not right now. And some people have fallen into that valley. And it's okay if that's where you are at the moment. Embrace it. Feel it. You know, the, the fear, the guilt, the anxiety, whatever comes with it. Yeah. You're right. We can't run from those feelings. Those feelings are part of our heartbeat that you were talking about. A hundred percent. So what, one of the lessons is called give it a name. Um, mm-hmm. and, that, and that lesson specifically refers to our feelings that we need to, we need to give our feelings. We, first of all, we need to feel our feelings. That's number one. Not think our feelings. We need to think our thoughts and we need to feel our feelings. <laughs> and uh, we often confuse those two. Um, and having having felt your feeling, you need to give your feeling a name. Um, and, you know, people will say, how are you? And you say, I'm good. But good is not a feeling. <laughs> you know, um, I'm bad. You know, I feel bad. What do you feel? Do you feel guilty? Do you feel angry? Um, the more clearly we are able to articulate our feelings and give them a name, the more clearly we're able to do something with them. So, so I'm, I'm very, I'm very big. I'm, I'm, 
I'm big on feelings, even even though I'm quite a head person and quite a lot of the book is analytical and I speak about that. Um, it's incredibly, incredibly important right now that, that we wake up and we check in with ourselves. You know, how am I feeling? I'm feeling scared. Okay, what am I going to do with that? You know, there's a lovely, a lovely technique that I talk about in Give It a Name called Claim It, Aim It, Dump It. Um, Just say it again. Claim It, Aim mm-hmm. It, Dump It. I love that. Okay. Yeah. We're going to second, we're going to the, another ad break and then we've got a short YouTube which I'll announce and then get back to you. I'll be interested to know what you think of the YouTube. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. This is Sue Jackson and I'm back with Trevor Waller and we're about to hear a very short YouTube. Uh, it's called Overcoming Negative Thoughts. It's a motivational video with various speakers. Thank you, Craig. It's easy to go through life holding on to things that are weighing us down. Guilt, resentment, doubt, worry. The problem is when we allow these things in, they're taking up space for the good things that should be there. Imagine your life is like a container. You were created to be filled with joy, peace, confidence, creativity. But if you allow worry in, it pushes out the peace. There's not space for both. You can't go above 100%. You have a limited amount of room. If you allow guilt to take up space, that's space that you don't have for the confidence you need. And the reason some people don't enjoy their lives is because their container, their heart is contaminated with so many things. They have 10% worried, stressed out over their job, 12% bitterness, mad at their neighbor, 20% guilt, beating themselves up for past mistakes, 9% jealousy, their coworker is more beautiful. They don't realize 70% of their container is negative. They wonder why they don't have joy, creativity, passion, they only have room for 30% of what they should have. Since we know that right now you are not living your highest vision of yourself. Now, having seen the differences between where you are and where you want to be, begin to change. Consciously change your thoughts, words, and actions to match your grandest vision. This will require tremendous mental and physical effort. It will entail constant, moment-to-moment monitoring of your every thought, word, and deed. It will involve continued choice-making, consciously. This whole process is a massive move to consciousness. What you will find out if you undertake this challenge is that you've spent half your life unconscious. That is to say, unaware on a conscious level of what you are choosing in the way of thoughts, words, and deeds until you experience the aftermath of them. Then when you experience these results, you deny that your thoughts, words, and deeds had anything to do with them. This is a call to stop such unconscious living. It is a challenge to which your soul has called you from the beginning of time. Give no place to guilt. Give no place to worry. Give no place to bitterness. It can't come in and automatically take over. You control what's in your container. You control what you think about, what you choose to allow in. And we all have negative emotions, negative feelings. You have to make the choice. I'm not going to give this jealousy, this bitterness, this anger, valuable space and let it poison my life. I'm going to protect what I allow in me. 
And every morning when we wake up, we need to empty out anything negative from the day before. Somebody offended you at work. They didn't treat you right. It's easy to let that offense stay. Feels good to carry around a grudge. But you have to be disciplined. Say, no, I am not giving this offense any room. I am not going to let it sour my day. They hurt you once. Don't let them continue to hurt you by holding on to the offense. Being offended is not harming them, it's harming you. It's taking up space you need for the good things that move you toward your destiny. Or you wake up in the morning and thoughts of worry come. How are you going to pay your bills? What if the medical report's not good? You'll never get out of this problem. Don't allow that in. Do you want your life to take off? Begin at once to imagine it the way you want it to be and move into that. Check every thought, word, and action that does not fall into harmony with that. Move away from those. When you have a thought that is not in alignment with your higher vision, change to a new thought then and there. When you say a thing that is out of alignment with your grandest idea, make a note not to say something like that again. When you do a thing that is misaligned with your best intention, decide to make that the last time. Every morning, empty out the guilt, empty out the word, empty out the discouragement. And when the impurities come, when the infection come, don't let it stay. Let it pass on through. Keep your heart pure. If you do this, I believe and declare you're going to step up to a new level with more joy, more peace, more favor, healing, wholeness, the fullness of your destiny. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. Hi, Trevor. I'm back again. My guest today is Trevor Waller. Our topic is 22 Lessons for Corona Time and After. And we have just been listening to a YouTube of overcoming negative thoughts. Trevor, you know, I, well, I need to say to you, first of all, that your your blogs are beautifully illustrated. They really are. And you say in lesson one, life isn't meant to be lived perfectly, but merely to be lived boldly, wildly, beautifully, uncertainly, imperfectly, magically lived. And that, and also then you go on to say life is so much bigger than we are. And I think this, that YouTube, what did it mean to you? Um, so, I, so I have, mic, I have mixed feelings about right. that. I think you I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll say, I'll say, because I, you know, there's something, I mean, I wish I had coined the phrase, but I didn't coin the phrase with the cult of positivity. Mm. Um, so you and I, we, you and I are not positive psychologists. We're logotherapists. Um, and I, I think we must be careful not to be too hard on ourselves right now. You know, I think, I think, that, as I said before, there's a lot of feelings that are going to come up, and I, I don't think one needs to be positive all the time. Um, I think we need to work on not staying in the negative and 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 get ourselves out of it and recognize that we have a role to play in how we are feeling. But I don't think we need to we need to run away from the from the scary emotions or the negative emotions. And I think those kind of inspirational things sometimes they almost cause uh, uh, you almost you know you're feeling sad and then you beat yourself up because you're feeling sad because you shouldn't be feeling sad. And who says you shouldn't be feeling sad? I'm sad right now, so be sad. You know. Mm. Um, just don't 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 stay there. You know, do what do your work. You know, so so I just want to I want to put that out there because sometimes people think that this is all about positive, 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 and it's not. It's about finding a balance, and it's about not letting the negative weigh you down. And and so I just want to kind of put that out there. 
Um, but, I, but I do think he speaks about two things. He speaks about worry and guilt. Um, mm. And I think those two things are very, very important because guilt, essentially guilt is about the past and worry is about the future. Mm. Um, and, and, and one of the things that I'm very clear on is that, is that the, present, the present moment is, is what is of concern to me. Um, and, and, in, and lesson two is called Monday before Tuesday. Um, and one of the quotes you put there was the one thing we know about the future is that it comes only one day at a time. Exactly, exactly. So I'm very, very, uh, I'm a great follower of Brandon Bayes, um, um, who created the journey, the journey process. And she, she talks about present moment awareness. And present moment awareness is key. And it's especially key now. You know, I wrote on day two, when I wrote Monday before Tuesday, I spoke about people that were making plans for day 22, you know, the day after lockdown. And I knew on day two that there was going to be a day after lockdown. There's no way this was going to be three weeks. You know, so why even go there? You know, even now, like, let's not go there. Let's not go to level one. What are we going to do at level one? You know, we've got four levels to get through before we get to level one. So, so let's just be in our level five, which we now know it's called level five. We didn't know we were in level five last week, but now we are. Now, um, now even got the color. Exactly. Now we're in level five. A week ago, we didn't even know level five existed. So what were we worrying about? You know? Um, so, so obviously there's a lot to worry about and I say worry in inverted commas you know there's a lot and I would rather say there's a lot to think about because there's a difference between worrying and thinking you know so yes there's a lot to think about but do I really want to do, do I want to invest my time do I want to invest my today in worrying when I have absolutely no idea what uh, what today is going to bring you know so so let's be in be in the now um Make peace with your past. That's a that's a and that's a very very difficult one. I speak about that as well. But I th- I think I think we need to make peace with our past. You know, the past is it, it was, and 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 in fact now for me the past is BC. You know, it's 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 before Corona. So now the question is, do you want do you want to schlep, do you want to schlep all that baggage from BC into AC? into after Corona, or do you want to do your work, you know, do your work, make peace with, you know, I've, I've asked a few people along the way in these three weeks for forgiveness, I've apologized to people, um, I've made amends, um, you know, just uh, because I don't want to take that stuff with me um, into into the new world, and it is and it is a new world, you know, we're facing, we're, we're, we're facing a new world, you know, so the question is, how do you want to be? Um, and, and I think that, that is what so often is so fearful. But in that quote from uh, uh, from Les from Australia, from Arundhati Roy, when he says we can choose to walk through it dragging the carcasses of our prejudice and hatred. And, you know, he goes on. And that is so true. And I must admit, many people have said to me in the last few weeks that they have looked at forgiveness they have looked at what they don't have to carry forward and how to improve relationships in their own lives. And uh, I know that for me, many feelings are coming up that I thought I had dealt with years and years ago. So I think we are being, in many ways, we are being confronted with ourselves, our history, our past, and what we choose for our future. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and what our, what our future looks like is as much about what we do today and was completely about what we do today, you know, um, and so, so give, give today your all, 
You know, and, well, uh, but your one, your one uh, thing on lesson two, the one illustration was of Piglet and Pooh Bear. And uh, what day is it, asked Pooh. And Piglet said, it's today, my favorite day, said Pooh. A hundred percent. I have a little, I have a little, uh, poster of that, um, at my house. It's, it's my absolutely favorite, uh, I don't know what you call it, my favorite illustration. Life, it's my favorite life lesson. Winnie the Pooh is one of the greatest philosophers that ever lived. I learn, I learn a lot from, I learn a lot from Winnie the Pooh. There's another one where Piglet asks him how you spell love. And, yes. and, and, and Winnie the Pooh says you don't spell it, you feel it. Um, oh, it's, it's, it's so beautiful. But yes, it, 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 you know, make today, make today your favorite day. You know, you know, for every single one of us, one one of the todays is going to be our last day. Um, and and the will cause the transitory nature of life. Exactly, exactly. You know, and uh, I refer, I refer in in one of the later lessons to what what's called a liminal space. Um, and ironically, ironically, that it was something that my niece taught me. Um, she did her matric art project on this concept of liminal spaces, and I, and I was, I had to say to her, I've never heard of that. And she explained to me that a liminal space is the space in between. Um, you know, the best, the best uh, for me, uh, the best example of a liminal space is the duty-free area of an airport. Um, yes. And I, I always jokingly say that I love duty-free because I take it very literally. Um, you know, you literally, you have, you know, there's no, there's no duty in duty free. You know, you've done what you need to, you've paid, you've paid for your ticket, you have your spending money, um, you know where you're going. And so you, so you, for that, for that little moment that you're in duty free, you're free. You know, and that's, that's a liminal space. And, and Corona is a liminal space. Corona is a space between. It's a, it's an escalator or a lift. Um, in one place to another, and, and uh, liminal spaces are transformative spaces if we choose them to if we choose to to transform um, and to use them. You know, I, I wrote I wrote an interesting little piece yesterday. Not not this not a blog. I wrote something. I had some thoughts about Freedom Day, um, and uh, and I was I was thinking about how our relationship with our country has suddenly changed in the last few weeks. Suddenly, 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 we're proud South Africans again. You know. What, what do you think the shift was? I, I think the shift was a leader that we can be proud of. Right. Um, I think I think that that's the key for me. I think if you look at if you look at the countries that are that are succeeding, um, ironic ironically, they uh, ironically many of them led by women. Um, the countries that are succeeding have have faith in their leadership. Um, and I think, I think as South Africans, we went through a very dark period where, where our leadership, we didn't have, have faith and pride. We didn't have pride in our leadership. Um, and suddenly we have pride in our leadership. But, but like I said in my piece yesterday, I don't think that our relationship with our country should be about who's leading us. I don't think, I don't think when Americans who don't like Trump hate America. Um, but in South Africa, we, for all kinds of historical reasons, um, we tend to confuse our government and our country. Um, and I, I, I don't think we, I think we must be proud. I think we can be proud of our country. Um, and, and, and in one of your blogs, you said that, um, that Ramaphosa cannot do this alone, that it is an interconnected, it's, it's requiring us all to step forward and do our bit. There is an interconnectedness between all South Africans in this time. 
hundred percent. You know, so one of one of the things that people talk about the economy, they keep going the economy, the economy, the economy, and and but we are the economy. The economy doesn't exist outside of ourselves. You know, the reason the economy the reason the economy is in is in trouble now is because we're not doing we're not contributing. So so we mustn't think we mustn't talk about the economy as this thing outside of ourselves. You know, we. Um, we, we are the economy and when, when hopefully as soon as we can start getting productive and busy. In fact, a lot of people are productive and busy and a lot of people are, are doing a lot of things now to, to, I think we, I think Corona is forcing us to become entrepreneurial. And we creative. Have, it's yes. amazing the creativity coming out. A hundred percent. And we need, we need to use our creative values. We need to get creative. We need to get entrepreneurial. Um, I think if Corona has shown us anything, it's that we can't depend on a monthly paycheck. It's a it's a very precarious place to be. Um, and so, if you have a skill, if you if you can bake, and if you can sew, and if you can do things, and if you can make things, this is the time. You know, this is the time to do it. Um, and, and 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 to really to really ta- we need to dig deep. Hey, this is dig deep time. We need to dig deep, and we need to ask ourselves. You know, what am, what am I going to do to to create my own income? Um, you know that Eckhart Tolle says, accept, then act. Whatever the present moment contains, accept it as if you had chosen it, not against it. This will miraculously transform your whole life. And I think that is very true. I don't know about the miraculously transform, but I do believe that we are in the present moment. We can't even hide from it. It's hitting us in the face every day. So what, what are our choices? What are we going to do about it? Mm. We are not, we're not the helpless victims of fate. No, we're not. We're no, we're not. But, but, but acceptance is key. Acceptance is step one. You know, people sometimes confuse acceptance with complacency. They think if you accept something, that it means that you, that you're giving up. Um, but it's actually the opposite. Um, acceptance is about saying this is how it is. You know, I use, I use, you, you know, for example, you can't lose weight unless you accept that you have weight to lose. Mm. Right. So, so change, change is step one is, is to accept. So here we are, you know, we're in Corona time. Um, this is my life. Um, what do I need to accept? Um, cause resistance is futile. You know, one of the biggest cliches in the book, resistance is absolutely futile. No matter how much you push against a wall, it's still a wall. Absolutely. You're not going to turn a wall into a door, into a window until you accept that it's a wall. But um, Trevor, you also say, that man, well, you, you quote Frankel in his book, uh, The Doctor and the Soul, that man cannot really exist without a fixed point in the future. Mm. Under normal conditions, his entire present is shaped around the future point, directing towards it like iron f- uh, filings towards the pole of a magnet. Mm. So you are saying that we need to still dream of the future and set goals. Yes. Yeah, I, I think the, the best way, to, for me, it's about living in the present and having your eye on the future. Okay. Um, now, uh, Craig is saying again, going to um, add, and we've got a very short YouTube then as well. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson, and I'm back with Trevor Waller. If you want to SMS us, you can on 34519. At the moment, we're going to listen to this very short YouTube by Jay Shetty. It's called If You Feel Lost. And a thing he says, which really fascinated me, is 
I am not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. And he talks about living in echo chambers. Jay Shetty actually became a monk for three years for the experience. So I'd like you to listen to this one, Trevor, and see what you think. I've always had friends who are older than me. And I could see a lot of them in the most successful careers, successful jobs, beautiful partners, whatever it was. But I saw a sense of lack of fulfillment, meaning and purpose in their lives. And I've always been an observer and I would see these people who are like five years older than me, seven years older than me, maybe ten years older than me. And I'd be watching them and go, is that the life I want? And often the advice I give to people today is fast forward where you are, look at yourself in 10, 15, 20 years time and ask yourself the question, is that where I want to be? If you're in a company, look at the person who's 20 years ahead of you and ask yourself, is that where I want to be? If you're in a startup, look at where other startups have got to in similar roles and go, is that where I want to be? And if the answer is no, then you need to find a new path. And for me, the answer at that time from observing is no. The path that my parents or society or the university I went to or the community I had that was carving out for me, it didn't feel like the path for me. So I was almost seeking an alternative or a new path. See, we live in echo chambers. We're just surrounded by the same thinking. How often do you bump into a monk? You know, it just doesn't happen. You don't have, no one has a dinner party and goes, oh yeah, we've just invited the monk, you know, from town, like the local monk. Like no one ever does that. And so we meet people who are just like us most of the time. And we talk about this in business all the time. If you want to be a billionaire, spend time with billionaires. If you want to be a millionaire, spend time with millionaires. If you want to be a tech startup, spend time with, you know, that's, that's the common rhetoric that we hear all the time. But what if you want to find purpose and master the mind? There's no one better than a monk who's mastered the mind. So, so for me, the first step is just opening yourself up to new experiences and new role models. Because most of us can't see ourselves in people, so then we try and fit ourselves into the boxes that we do see. And, and I mean, there's this beautiful quote that I, I've been saying it everywhere, and I wish I wrote it, but I didn't. So it's by a philosopher and writer named Cooley. And he said that today, I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. I just let that blow your mind for a moment. It's uh, so powerful. I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. So we live in this perception of a perception of ourselves. Hence, my identity is made by what my parents think I should be. My identity is made up by what my college or university thinks I should achieve. While you're living in that bubble and that echo chamber, getting to what you really want to do is impossible because maybe that just doesn't fit. And I think so many people feel that way today, that they don't fit into the current education system. They don't fit with the three or four or five careers that you're taught exist. So that process of self-excavation and actualization first requires being exposed. You can't be what you can't see. If I never saw a monk, I would never have wanted to be a monk. If I never meet a billionaire, I wouldn't want to be one because I wouldn't know what that feels like. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it takes. And, and I think that's the biggest challenge of our society, that we're not exposed. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson, and I'm back with Trevor Waller. 
and we are talking about 22 lessons of Corona time and beyond. And Trevor, your your lesson 17 called Show Up is very much tied into what you've just heard Jay Shetty talking about because you said that you had to open yourself up to new experiences, take the plunge, and you actually talk about um, uh, what's her name, um, Britain's Got Talent? Susan Boyle. Yes, okay. Yes. So just yeah. would you like to talk about that for a moment, about show up? Yeah. Um, so the story, I tell the story of Susan Boyle. You know, Susan Boyle, a 47-year-old woman living with her cat, Um with an unbelievable gift um, that nobody knows about. And the only way the world got to hear of, hear about Susan Boyle is because Susan bought a ticket. She bought a train ticket, a bus ticket. She got on the bus. Um, she showed up. And they laughed at her when she stood on that stage with her funny hair and her ugly dress. Um, when she said she wanted to be like Elaine Page, they laughed at her um, until she opened her mouth and she started singing. Um, and, and became, she became, that's when she became Susan Boyle. Um, but she, but she had to buy the ticket, you know, and so many of us aren't buying the ticket. Um, whatever that ticket is. Um, and we're not showing up to the challenge that life's asking of us. Exactly, exactly, you know, and, and what, what actually came to mind when I was listening to, to the, to the clip was that another one of the lessons is called Choose Again. Mm. And it's a, it's a lovely lesson because what Choose Again says is that we always have choices. And just because I made one choice a year or 10 years ago, it doesn't mean I have to stick by my choice. You know, the one thing that human beings are allowed to do is we're allowed to change our minds. <laughs> the, the, the great thing is that we can change our minds, you know. And, so and nothing's so, fixed. Nothing's fixed. Yes, nothing's fixed. We don't have to be victims of, of, of past choices. We can make new choices. And we're being forced now to make new choices. Um, how, do we, how do we want to be, what do we want to do, what do we want to have, how do we want to have those things? So I think the combination of showing up and choosing again are, are, are very, very important um, for Corona time and for after Corona time. Um, and I think just to, to come back to what you said about, about uh, Viktor Frankl and the future. So one of the big things that got, that got them through the, the camps was hope. Hope is an incredibly, incredibly important thing. And so as much, in as much as we have to live in the now, um, we, we can have dreams and, and most importantly, we can have hope that it's not always going to be like this and we don't have to always be like this. Um, and if we tap into our hope, um, that's not taking ourselves out of the present. The question is, okay, now I have hope to be X, Y, Z. Um, what, I'm, what am I going to do about it? Um, and hope, hope sprouts eternal and hope is an incredibly, incredibly important tool for us to hold on to now. Um, hope and humor. I have to add humor. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, humor is humor's another incredible. You know, I say I say I say very respectfully in one of my blogs. You know, if they could if they could find if they could find some kind of funny, you know, in the camps, um, who are we not to find some kind of funny? And uh, and the, the memes and the and the jokes that have come out about Corona are amazing. You know, we're allowed we're allowed to also make light sometimes. Um, and I must admit, I have laughed heartily at many of them, and it's felt really good to laugh like that. Heartily, heartily. One yeah. of my favorite, one of my favorite jokes is, "What's been the biggest waste of money so far?" Um, and and the answer is a 2020 diary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now that one's a good one. I like that. <laughs> and I love that. I love that. You know, we need we need to laugh also. You know, it's not all serious. As serious as it is, you know, there, there's 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 a place for humor. 
Trevor, I just wanted to ask you before I go on to your lesson 22, which is yay me, which I love. Um, what are you going to be doing with all these blogs? So, so my plan at the moment is to turn, to turn the blogs into an ebook. Um, I'm actually looking for, I'm actually looking for some sponsorship. Um, I'm willing to, to help me do that because obviously there's a bit of expense involved in that. I'm going to turn it into an ebook, which I'm going to make freely available. Um, to people via my site. Um, that's uh, that's step one. Um, and then there are, there are a few other plans. Um, but step one is to get it into a book form so that people yeah. can download it and read it and have it. Um, yeah, I'm, I've, uh, I have a little idea in my mind of your of uh, the lessons for kids, uh, which came to me um, a few days ago. Um, so I'm looking at that as well. Um, so yeah, that's but step one, as I say, is turning it into an ebook. Great. We're going to get back to that. We just have to go to ad break again. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson on Finding Human, and I'm back with Trevor Waller. And we've been talking about 22 lessons for Corona time and after, as Trevor says, BC and AC. And um, I really enjoyed that. Our time is going very quickly. Um, Trevor, please, if people want to read your blogs, and uh, what what is your site? Can you give your site out? Yes, the site is obviously www, and then it's T for Trevor, S for Sean, and W for Walla, tswconsulting.co.za. Consulting. Okay, because I'm sure people, I really would encourage people to go onto those blogs. I have really enjoyed them. And as I say, your illustration has been absolutely amazing. I, our time is going so quickly, but before we actually do go to, to the end, I would like to thank everybody who gives me so much encouragement. The poems you send me, the articles to read. I'm really grateful for all your friendship and your care. And new people have popped up in this time. And I think you also found that, Trevor, that new people had suddenly stepped into your life. And sometimes old friends have reconnected. It has been a time in many ways of healing. You you mentioned in one of your blogs about people stepping into your life again. A hundred percent. You know, I, I want to just say something before we finish. I, I, I think it's quite important. We, don't, we mustn't romanticize um, Corona time. So I think I think we must find a balance. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of suffering. Um, a lot of people are hungry. A lot of people have lost their jobs. Um, a lot of people are worried, and I, and I think we need to just kind of make kind of. I, I want to just put that on record that uh, that you know for, for some of us it's been a time of going inside. Some of us have got a place to go inside too. Some of us have doors to close and and fridges to to and snacks to choose from. So so we mustn't romanticize it. We must find a balance. Um, but at the same time, as I say in one of my blogs, I can only live my reality. You know, so, so, so in as much as I can, I can use this as a time of introspection, um, as a time to, to, to let my voice be heard in the world. There are, there is a lot of suffering. Um, and so then again, the question becomes, what am, what am I doing? And what am I doing to help? And that's going to have to be for another show because Craig sent me messages saying wrap up. But before we do, I just wanted to read this out because we very so we often forget the young ones. And this Bernice Burson sent me. It's a shout out to kids. 
Everyone is applauding everyone but our children. These young heroes have stayed indoors more than they've ever known in their lives. Their whole worlds have literally been turned upside down. All these rules they've never known, a life they could never have even imagined. All the things they love, like sports, being with friends, going to school, or just being kids, have all been taken away from them. The adults talking about others becoming unwell, news reporting death after death. Our poor children's minds must be racing. Every day they get up and carry on despite all that's going on. So here's to our young heroes, today, tomorrow, and forever. And on that night note, we're going to have to end. Trevor, just say your quick goodbye, and I will speak to you after the program. Great. What would you just say in saying goodbye? So, so lesson 22, which we didn't get to, is Yemi. Um, people mm-hmm. can read about Yemi and where Yemi comes from. But Yemi is really a celebration of self um, and a celebration of life. And let's uh, focus, uh, focus on the good, focus on the positive, focus on the beautiful. There's a lot of it around. Um, and yeah, let's let's get through this together. Let's see, we'll see each other. We'll see each other on the other side. Absolutely, and you do say in Yemi, self-acceptance and not resignation is important. I love that too. So please, everybody, go onto Trevor's webs, go onto the blogs, and when the book comes out, Trevor will come back onto the program and we'll discuss it. Thank yeah. you so much, Craig. Thank you, uh, Trevor. And God bless everybody. Thank you, Sue. Bye-bye.